0: Hello and welcome back to another Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. I'm here with Moon today. No Burmo here. How you going, mate?
1: Good. Thanks, mate. How are you?
0: Yeah, good. Good to be back. Um, geez, I, I felt the brunt of those shots from the pod the other day. Um,
1: <laughs> got to take yeah. a few hot shots while you're not on it.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's one of the rare times that I won't be there, so I guess I got to wear a few when I'm out. Uh, that's fair enough. At this point,
1: um, I'm too scared to miss an episode. Everyone's just gonna be. Hang on, <laughs> you <don't>
0: <laughs> and that's exactly how it happens. So, Burmo, un- unfortunate for you, mate. You're going to cop it today. Um You're lucky it's only a full game week. <laughs> anyway, we'll, is there anything you want to touch on? I guess the one thing we will touch on before we do get started, we just got news that uh Nico Hines signed with the Sharks on a three-year deal. Pretty big news for them.
1: Yeah, starting next season. Um Yeah, but yeah. that's... Big, big for Nico Hines. He des- in des- um, was deserving of a new contract. Um, so he's got the F3 years um, with the Sharks. So that's good for him playing at fullback. Um, yeah, poor Will Kennedy, but, you know, that's next year's problems.
0: Yeah, exactly. I guess when you're playing behind a bloke like Ryan Pappenhausen, I mean, you can't really do much. You've kind of got yeah. to move club. Yeah. Anyway, moving on, we'll go straight to our games this week. So the first game we have on the Thursday night is the Dragons versus the Broncos. Excuse me. So the Dragons have a couple of ins. Uh, Dufty and Kerr are back this week from uh, their sh- shoulder injury and suspension, respectively, and also a big name on the bench with Jack DeBellin being named, um, which is very interesting, and Tarek Sims, Tarek Sims is out of the squad as well. Uh, Dufty and Cody Ramsey uh, – oh, sorry, Dufty's back on deck at fullback and Cody Ramsey moves from fullback to the wing with uh, Ravalawa re- uh, returning from his second band of the season. Sees Jordan Pereira come out as well. Um, interesting move here with Willie Army moving into the centres and Jack Bird going to the second row. Did not see that coming. Um, and yeah, that's basically the changes there for the Dragons. Um, Want to talk to that, or should I go through the Broncos as well? I can't even remember um, how
1: Benway does this. Go through the Broncos and then yeah. we'll and then we'll smash it out.
0: Love that. So um, with the Broncos, we have a, a debutante in Selwyn Cobby on the on the wing. Um, and with Tyson Gamble coming straight back into the squad at halfback as well, Alex Glenn returns from injury in the back row, with John Asiata coming in at uh, in the number thirteen role as well. Um, that's about. Oh, and Tom Flegler moving to the front row as well there with um the uh, with Payne Haas out as well for Origin, I'm pretty sure. So that's it. You want to go take us through that, Moon?
1: Yeah, so I might touch on touch on the Broncos. Um, yeah, a few. Oh, I, as called last episode, Tyson Gamble straight back into the squad with um, Anthony Milford, the one making way there, which is much better. These two halves um, looked really good when they played against um, when they played against the Roosters. So, don't mind this squad. Uh, sort of the only other the only big name out of this is Payne Haas. Um, you know, they've still got their guns in uh, Tevita Pangai Junior. Um, you know, I expect all their front rowers to really to really stand up here um, and take it to this pretty much a full strength Dragons team, more or less without um, Zach Lomax there, um, and with lots of minutes to be um, to be won as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Lodge or Tom Flegler has um, have decent minutes here, um, especially when they're carrying um, Ken Palasia on the bench. Um, oh, I guess he'll just rotate with. John Asiata, Alex Glenn, could be looking at 80 here. But, uh, I mean, it's probably a much for muchness here. I'm not really sure who's going to win this because, you know, this Broncos team, you know, poor last week. But um, they were decent when they had, you know, two decent halves who could um, control the game against the Roosters. So, um, I've got high expectations. um,
0: Yeah, they kind of... They show glimpses, right? They like they come in to a game. Um, everyone's riding them off basically. I mean, they've ridden them off for most of the season so far this year. But um, like that game two weeks ago, they came in and absolutely smashed it off out of the park. Kelly played a really good game and controlled the the halves pairing there. So I mean, they they could have a big game here because the the dragons are, you know, undermanned and probably struggling at the moment, even with a few returns. But um, yeah, just when you're expecting them to win, that's when they generally don't.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, going by that logic, dragons by forty.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway, do you want me to go through the dragons or? Yeah, take go that through one? them. Yeah, sure. So uh, it'll be interesting with Duffy back. He should expect a, a decent score from him, even returning from that uh, that shoulder injury he did have. Um, Outside of that, I think the biggest one is Jack Bird moving into the second row. I'm not sure on the rotation and how many minutes he's going to get there, but I do see him getting a decent amount of time on the edge there with three forwards on the bench basically, um, and then a and then a utility. So most likely he's going to be playing close to 80, if not you know 60, 70 minutes there on an edge. So. Um, that should be good for him in his scoring, you know, moving a bit closer into the middle of the field, getting a bit into the action a bit more, probably making a few more tackles and getting his hands on the ball a bit more, which is good to see. Um, so I reckon
1: it's going to be worse for his fantasy scoring, to be honest. Oh, um, reckon? Okay. Or just because in the centre, he just has more like free reign to just run, run across the field. He makes a few bullshit tackle breaks here and there, just palming a few okay. people off. Um, and, you know, a few odd metres here. With the the second rowers, I dare say he's going to be told just run it straight. Um. And he's not as big as, you know, if he's running at someone like David Pangai Jr. or even Alex Glenn, like, I don't I don't see him, you know, breaking the line um, unless they're really all over the Broncos here. I mean, I could be very wrong, but, you know, yes, he'll make a few more tackles, but I think he'll lose some of his attacking stats, you know, some of those tackle breaks, and maybe a few yeah. less run meters, a bit of this, bit of that. But, you know, it'd be interesting to see. I'm excited to see him play in second row anyway.
0: I'm just hoping he'll get a bit more in base stats, and I think that's probably what's gonna happen. Like he'll get more tackles definitely from a from an edge rather than center, and he'll probably get a few more meters, just probably straight hit-ups, but like you said, probably less tackle busts, probably less um, I guess, ball running from him, if that makes sense. Like he's not gonna be running across the the field, you know, trying to look for that offload type thing. Yeah. Um But I think it's the biggest plus for the Dragons here is that Ben Hunt hasn't been selected, so him and Corey Norman can actually You know, um, play through the Origin period as long as you know Queensland don't get smashed and Hunt or something gets called up, something ridiculous happens there. So it's pretty, pretty good signs for the Dragons. Um, they've only really lost Harry Sims, but um, yeah,
1: yeah. I I suppose the other, other man to talk about there is Jack DeBellin. Um, what are your thoughts there, fantasy wise?
0: I don't see him getting many minutes if that's the kind of thing. Like he's he's only just coming back into the first grade team from Mm -hmm. what two years out, um, with less said about his off-field antics, the better. Um, So I probably see him maybe getting 20 to 30 minutes off the bench. Um, He's priced quite high, comes in at about 720K, definitely not worth going now. Um, But, you know, he might crack this team, maybe get the 13 roll over Josh McGuire when he's back from his suspension. Maybe looking a bit further towards the end of the season, he might... You know, get minutes, but um, I think for the next two or three weeks, he's you know he's going to be off the bench, maybe getting 20, 30 minutes, getting his match fitness back, kind of thing. So, I wouldn't look at him anytime soon.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think Tom said last week or um the last party that um that he played forty five minutes um for a fancy fancy score of twenty nine ish um.
0: That reserve so, grade.
1: So yeah, yeah, in um, reserve grade. So Cup. in what New South Wales Cup or whatever they play um. So I mean that's some sort of sign that he's got you know some he's got half a game under his belt and I I agree with you I think he'll play a half hour if not a little less um in this game but you know given the fact that the Dragons need a you know another ball player in their front row you know a ball playing lock um who can make a tackle as well I think Jack DeBellin will slot right into that number thirteen um jersey at some point you know might be in a month's time but I do see him losing a couple of hundred k you know maybe 100, 150.
0: Yeah, uh, it might not... be a might be a decent pickup, you know, at the end of the origin period, depending on how he slots in, you know, with their their team back when your Tarek Sims and your Josh Maguire's and uh, what uh, Fulmayono come back in. Um, that's when you kind of you want to look at where he kind of falls in the team for the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, and um, I, I yeah, I don't think
0: he's gonna pick up in
1: classic right now, but definitely in your draft leagues um would be jumping on that and stash on the bench. Oh, he plays this round as well. You can throw him in just any position in your mids. Um, just a handy extra player playing.
0: Yep. Agreed. Cool. Anything else on that game?
1: Nah, nah, I reckon. Um move on.
0: Too easy. Moving on to probably the best game of the weekend, I kinda wanna say. <laughs> um, Yuck. I I I think it's gonna be a cracking game this one on Friday night. We got the Tigers v the Panthers. So Uh, For the Tigers, uh, not too many changes, Uh, I think the main one is Joe O has been selected in the Origin squad, so he makes way, and Alex Saifarth moves from the bench to the starting role, and onto the interchange comes Stefano Utoikamanu, so um, big in there for anyone that's held on to him for some reason. Um, That is just about it for the Tigers, so only a small change there. Um, Moving on to the Panthers, who have a ton of changes to go through. So Dylan Edwards is back in the squad at fullback, uh, moving Stephen Crichton back into the centres. Matt Burton moves from the centres to uh, 5'8", with uh, Momorowski coming in, I guess getting another game at centre there. And Robert Jennings on the wing as well. Tyron May as well moves from the bench into uh, the halfback row in that number seven jersey. Spencey Leniu also moves into the uh, starting front row and Mitch Kenny into number nine, making way for Appy there. Um, Scott Sorensen moves on to the into a starting edge role at number 12, and Eisenhuth as well gets the starting lock role with Isaiah Yo uh, out as well. So there's a lot of outs there in the way of, you know, your Nathan Cleary, your Liam Martin, your uh, Capewell as well. Um, yeah, Louie. Yeah, they're, look, they're, half the team's been playing selected oh, so for Origin. <laughs> so, um, I mean, if you haven't seen the Origin teams, go have a look. It's basically the Panthers um, team for New South Wales. So um, yeah, what do you have for these two?
1: Well, I might touch on the the Tigers first. Some interesting um, prospects here. Um, you know, mainly I kind of just wanted to talk on Jacob Little. Now, Jacob Little has just signed a two or three year contract with um, with the Tigs, uh, and looking at their bench, they're carrying no one who's going to take minutes off him. Does that make him a pickup again? Is that does that make him a very interesting pickup? You know, he's at five hundred k playing eighty minutes of hookup, probably going to be scoring fifty. Um, I know most people have dropped him; I did myself, but I'm very much considering, you know, picking him back up based on, you know, his stats. Um, I don't know what happened last week, and I don't really remember who they carried on that bench, but um, it doesn't look like uh, I can't see any of these um, any of these players slotting into a back row position. Um,
0: yeah, he he got. He played 65 um, minutes and got 50. Yeah, Um, so his break-even is a bit lower now. I think he lost a little bit of cash or just broke even um, last round. So he's probably going to be on the up in the next couple of rounds as long as he's playing close to 80. Um, I think MBI might have come in um, and they brought on um, Tom Amone. Oh, okay. Um, Actually, I have no idea how they... No, sorry. <laughs> I, I was thinking of the other guy for the Dragons, the um, junior. Yeah, Arana, well, at the moment, like their bench player. is, they've got. Yeah, who did they bring on? I'm Someone promised. else to come on. Yeah. I don't
1: remember that team, but yeah. Anyway, look, I, I think that that makes him an interesting, um, an interesting pick up. Anyway, they their last, ooh, couldn't even tell you they. Also, they did have a very similar bench. Alex Saifarth was the only other man on the bench, um, yep. instead of Uto Kamano.
0: Yeah, it's 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 interesting, but he doesn't. I mean, if if Little plays eighty, he probably only makes another hundred k anyway. So you're not really making a lot from that trade. That's kind of the the thing. Um, he wasn't exactly smashing out huge scores. He was probably averaging around the fifty mark or fifty five points a game mark with eighty minutes anyway. So I don't know how much money he's going to make you if he um if he is playing eighty anyway. Probably not a lot. So you're probably looking at. A cheapy rather than a mid price player, I'd say. And if you're looking at a mid price player, you want someone that's probably scoring around the sixty, sixty five mark over the origin period. So yeah, probably it makes an interesting pick up
1: anyway, I guess.
0: But I guess oh. there's the the opposite side. Like Mitch Kenny as well is priced about the same, and he had a higher ceiling um, at Hooker. Um, you know, he was scoring oh probably not a high ceiling, but he was scoring about the same with eighty minutes. You know, around that fifty mark, fifty five points a game mark with eighty minutes under his belt. So. I mean, they're both good hookers. They'll play eighty, but they uh, both Mitch won't. Make won't. They
1: got Jamin Salmon on the bench.
0: Do they? Oh, they yeah. do.
1: Okay. So that's the difference. There is that. Yeah. Little will probably play eighty. Mitch Kenny probably won't. I mean, we know he can absolutely. Um, you know, they might bring on uh, Jamin Salmon to the halves and push Tyrone May to to nine or something like that.
0: Yeah, I've just realised I didn't touch on any of these bench. Um. Bench forwards for the Panthers, but I don't think there's much value in any of them anyway. Yeah,
1: well, that's probably about it that I want to talk about from the Tigers, just, uh, except for Luciano Leal. He's um challenging his suspension tonight as well, so he could see a change to this. Sean um, Blaw might starting edge role if Luciano um is out for a week or two, whatever he cops. Um, which I yes, I uh, love to see, gives him a chance to prove himself and and potentially take Luke Garner's spot when Luciano comes back.
0: Yeah, waiting on the waiting on the producer in the ear here, I think. Um but it'll be interesting to see if he fails that how long um Luciano Lele was out for as well, because that means Sean Bloor could get a decent amount of time at starting second row, at least for mm-hmm. the next two to three weeks, depending on how long he's out. But I think it's probably um if he is found guilty it's probably two, I think, max. Yeah. But um, yeah, if you if you've picked him up, I guess it's good to just carry him now, if you've already got him. Um he's already basement priced, so um, mm. May as well just keep him there. And he's a good player to have playing this week. Yeah, I okay. agree. Anyway, yeah, I'll let you talk um, about the Panthers. Yeah, this Panthers team, um, pretty much the same, I'd say. Not much really changes in the way they play. They're kind of like the Storm. You can replace players here and there, but they kind of keep going, especially when you've got players like Matt Burton to replace Nathan Cleary in the halves. It's pretty pretty good to have. Um, but that's probably the where I'll start in this team. So Matt Burton, um, he's... A definite buy in my book at the moment. He playing halfback in this Panthers squad. Uh, will be playing 80. Has a huge ceiling when he plays halfback. He generally scores around the um, 60 to 70 mark at halfback. He gets his hands on it. he gets his hands on the ball every every play. He'll he'll have plenty of kick meters and take all those kick meters off. Um, obviously, cl- that clear he gets. So um, he's a he's a kind of must have Burton. Um, must have,
1: you reckon? Be cool. I
0: I think he's a must have over this origin period because he'll he'll make plenty of cash. I think he's at about five five hundred k. I think if I'm not mistaken, um, and he'll he'll probably go up to about seven hundred k over the next you know four to five weeks if he's smashing out sixties and seventies. Um, especially with the kind of stats he gets from halfback. Um, and remember, last year, same thing happened over the origin period when Burton came in to replace Cleary. He went absolute gangbusters. So he's pretty m- close to a must-have over this origin period, I reckon, and a definite trade-in this week. Well, yeah,
1: if you if you can, um, really don't mind that at all because I don't see Nathan Cleary coming back in and playing during this origin period. They'll they'll manage his workload a little bit there or a lot there. Yeah. So yeah, love it. I don't I don't think it's the end of the world if you don't get him, uh, but very handy pickup.
0: Yeah, the fact that they've gone undefeated, I think, means that, you know, Cleary and Luai, they're not going to be rushed back into this squad for any by any means necessary. So um, yeah, pretty, pretty safe there with Burton playing for the next four to five weeks at half back there for the Panthers. So um pretty safe buy um for the at least the origin period. And then after that, if you see him as a centre keeper, you can keep him. Otherwise you can offload him with all the the price the cash he's made over the last couple of weeks. So I think he's a very good buy. I mean, doesn't play the round seventeen by? I'm pretty sure because they're playing this round. So, nah, yeah. <laughs> um, outside of that, that's about it.
1: Yeah, all the other players, I wouldn't um, wouldn't be picking up in um, classic. But you know, it's Scott Sorensen, Matt Eisenhuth, um, you know, Mitch Kenny. If he's on the RFAs in draft leagues, absolutely jump on them because um, you know, for one round, pick them up. If you have someone you can drop, pick them up and slot them somewhere into your squad because they're going to be scoring well, um, yeah. you know, for one week and it could it could just win you a draft game um, yeah. off the back of one of these blokes. So Matt Eisenhuth, uh, he normally he normally pumps out fifties, sixties yeah. from lock. That's what
0: touch minutes, so, um, He'll probably get sixty to seventy minutes there at lock, and he yeah he's a huge PPM player when he plays lock, so he's going to go huge this week, Eisenhuth. So if you can get him in in draft. Huge. Uh,
1: James Fisher Harris will play huge minutes as well. Considering yeah. like, they've got three, uh, well, three r- rookie forwards on the bench, um, they'll probably yep. blood them for maybe twenty, maybe if they're lucky, thirty minutes. Um, which means you're going to be getting big minutes across the board. Um, Billy might even play, um, might even play eighty here, and if not, that's just more minutes um, that Spencer Linew, James Fisher Harris, or Matt Eisenhuth is going to get. So, um, yeah, red hot pickups if you can. Back to one of them into your squad this week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What do you think about Tyron May? You know, starting halfback spot, probably going to be playing close to 80, depending on the rotation of Jamin Salmon into this, into this team. Um, don't only 320k. I oh. love it.
1: Nah, look, not a big. I mean, Tyron May's a very handy player from the bench. Can slot in anywhere. He's kind of, you know, lock halves, you know, put him a fullback, doesn't matter. Um, Haven't seen him really play 80 minutes of football footy a lot, but I don't, I wouldn't call him a buy. Um, I would rather spend the cash elsewhere. Um, You know, I think you're, you know, people that will mention, um, you know, later Campbell from, um, Jane Campbell from Titans is going to be a better pickup. You know, people like that um, who I think might have a little bit more X factor than what Tyron May, Tyron May doesn't have heaps of that X factor for me. So Oh, I don't yeah, love it. No but way. again, it's not that it's not the worst thing. Anyone from the Panthers that are that is dirt cheap um and will play for the next month isn't going to be the worst pickup. It's probably gonna be better than most other pickups. Um, it's probably the best way that I put that.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Anything else to touch on from these two teams? I mean, then again, I we were talking a lot about Matt Eisenhuth being absolute gold during this period, and he's only four hundred K as well. So I mean, Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't realise he was
1: quite so cheap. That that makes him a very interesting point of difference. And um, you know, it'd take a reasonable set of kahunas on here to pick him up, but I, I like it actually.
0: <laughs> I mean, when you look at his scores, he's 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 basically running at a point per minute most weeks when he does get a game. Um Yeah. Yeah, even his last couple of weeks, twenty-eight from thirty-four minutes, twenty-four from thirty-seven, twenty-one from thirty-two, um, forty-six from thirty-eight with a try, forty-one from thirty-seven. Like he's running at about that point eight to one point a minute. Um so if he even gets sixty minutes, it's a fifty easy. So yeah. Old. Could be.
1: Yeah, so and even looking at the odds compared to last week, Panthers, you know, a dollar one versus twenty-one dollars against the dogs, it's two dollars sixty versus dollar fifty Panthers, Panthers paying the dollar fifty here. Not a betting man. Gamble responsibly, but very interesting um, this game is going to be. Tigs have a chance.
0: Tigs have a chance, for sure.
1: I still think the Panthers are wrong, but I think it's Yeah, I
0: think so too. (laughs) (laughs) I think it could be a lot of points in this game, to be fair. I think there might be a lot of points in it. I agree. Uh, Anyway, let's move on to the Saturday night game. We have the Storm taking on the Titans. Um, once again, it'd be great to see Nico Hines play at fullback with that ninety that he got over the over the weekend last weekend. Um, looking at this team, we have Dean Iremia coming onto the uh, to the wing. Uh, no changes in the halves with Cooper Johns and Jerome Hughes still still there. No Munster as he's in Origin. Nelson, a Solomona at uh, starting front row. Tom Eisenhoof comes back onto the second uh, row. I think he had a head knock as well, so that was uh, possibly an out there for them. Um, Kenny Bromwich as well is back with a ham hamstr- from his hamstring injury to replace Cali- uh, Felice Cafusi in that second row spot, number twelve. Um, that is just about. It, I think, Aaron Booth on the bench. Uh, Chris Lewis unfortunately didn't get that uh 5 8 roll back, and he's on the bench as well. That was a pretty poor call from us, I think. <laughs> uh, moving on to this Titans team, a bit of interest here with hey, Jaden Campbell. Tom's on here, we're playing that on Tom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He 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 suckered me into that one. Yeah, um... he can't defend himself. That's so fine. It's all fine. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> screw you, Tom. Anyway, Jaden Campbell at fullback for the Titans. Uh, debut game for him. Uh, but but. Jamin Joloff comes in to the front row at number 10. And Sam Stone starting for David Fafita at number 12. Sam McIntyre as well starting at Lock to replace Tino as well. Um also, yeah, Jaden Campbell came in for Brimson and um Jamie and Joel have come in for Fodawake. I should probably say who they're making way for. Eh? Um, Tyron Peachy as well has been brought back on the bench. Um, unfortunately, didn't get that number 13 role straight away, but um, good that he's in the team outside of that. Uh, Joseph Fooner as well joins the bench for this team, and Aaron Clark moves back to the bench with Ash Taylor reprising his role at 5'8". Mm. Moon, take us through.
1: Um, yeah, look... I'm going to talk about the Titans so I get sick of talking about the Storm. Um, <laughs> a few interesting pickups here from um, the Titans, Jaden Campbell, as I mentioned just before. Um, I think he's going to be juicy. Um, you know, I, I, I haven't seen a whole lot of him actually playing, but... Um, yeah, look, I, I really like him getting minutes and getting blooded at a fullback. I think that um, you know maybe not necessarily this week against the Storm, but uh, he's at basement price too. It's what's the worst that could happen? He gets yeah. a twenty or a thirty, you know, makes less than ten k, ten k maybe, um, and then has pretty good rounds the next few weeks. You know, I think the Titans have got a, I've oh, got the Roosters, um, Manly, Manly without Turbo DCE mind you, uh, you know, they've got, they've got a few soft games, um, coming up. So I, you know, don't think he's going to be a, a terrible pickup as well. Um, for a few weeks, make you some quick cash and then you can trade him out. When Brumo comes back, minding you that Brumo picked up a, you know, a bit of a niggle in that last, um, in that last game and is going to be managed big time. Um, so I really like that as a pickup. Um, Touted to be big, this kid, so one to watch out for. Um, if you need to downgrade someone to a basement price, Jaden Campbell is another one to look out for. Um, other than that, um, Tyron Peachy is someone that uh, I think that I think he'll get a starting spot in this squad somewhere. Um, I think he'll sort in thirteen, and Sam McIntyre will go back to the bench. Or if he comes off the bench, he'll. You know, Sam McIntyre will play the first 30, then Tyron Peach will play the next 50 or something on those lines. He He's a big minute lock. Um, looks good when he's on the field. I think they'd be silly to leave on the bench for most of the game. So he's very much a buy um, still. And if you have him, I wouldn't be worried. Um, he'll probably get that 13 um, gig back, even when Tino comes back. Um, I dare say that Tino comes into the front row and Fodawaker back to the bench, which seems silly considering how good... Fod yeah, away for um, Yeah, but I mean, worst comes to worst. I move Jared Wallace back to the bench. I mean, they've got a lot of good forwards here, so um, yeah, who can all play big minutes. So yeah, look, Tom Beach is still are still absolutely a buy. Being one of the better centers in the game.
0: Yeah, if I guess you could give him a week. I think his break even is around the sixty mark because of his low score last round. Did lose a little bit of cash, so you could possibly give it a week and then pick him up the next week or two, but I think you probably want him for this round just by the fact that um, he's a playing player <laughs> this yeah. round and people are probably struggling to get 17 on the park as most would do during state of origin period. So um, yeah, I, I think you forego that price drop this week for the fact that he's playing. Mm. If you, if you don't have him yet anyway, he's probably going to be the best center in fantasy by the fact that he plays that lock role. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to the storm. Um, as I said, when reading out these teams, Nico Hines, got to have him. He is making 100k a week at the moment. He has a break-even still in the negatives. I think it's negative 11 this week. Uh, so, yeah, if you haven't got him yet, get him in because his price rises are still going up and up, um, especially with no Munster and no Pappenhausen in his squad doing a lot of work at fullback. Um, outside of Nico Hines, the, the rest of the team is looking a bit dire outside of Jerome Hughes and Brendan Smith, Jerome Hughes back in the squad last week, um played quite well, got a fifty seven, which is good um, as he's back in the squad, um a bit below his standard, but he'll he'll get there. Um, it's just one of those one of those weeks. Don't read into it too much. And Smith, we've been talking about him a lot being a sell, but I'm starting to come around to Brendan <laughs> Smith. um. I know his big games have been coming with Harry Grant out though. So that might be one to, to keep an eye on what kind of happens when Grant comes back into this squad and how it kind of goes. Um, but yeah, since he's been back in the team, smashing out big scores uh, with two tries in a 70 last week, which I guess if you take away those tries, it comes back down to a 50, but he still has a big hand in the game. So um, he's got plenty of attacking stats uh, uh, in Brendan Smith. So if you have him good, i wouldn't go out and buy him what do you reckon moon i wouldn't probably go out and buy him this round or yet brendan you smith think? you mean yeah brendan smith
1: no nah, no i t- <laughs> nah, i don't think he's a buy um i think he's a hold if you have him um he was actually <laughs> um one of my holds this week that we'll get to later but um no i, I wouldn't abs- i wouldn't be going to buy him especially if harry grant comes back into the squad again. Like, you know, Harry Grant's a weapon, and I still think that you can't really play him um, for only 40 minutes. So I do see Harry Grant still getting decent minutes. And Brandon Smith, you know, 20, 25 at um, 30, maybe even at 9, and then coming on for 15 at lock or something along those lines. So I don't know. I, I think his scores could be a little all over the shot once this, this whole Storm teams back together
0: yeah, the the storm team hasn't really been a one to one to seventeen for a, for a while now, probably since no. the start of the season, really. So yep. I think when it is back to that one to seventeen, Brendan Smith does take that number fourteen role unless um unless Bellamy's thinking he gets the number thirteen shirt over Fanook that's the only thing I could think. Well, they I think they start
1: him at nine, start Harry Grant at fourteen and then do that rotation where Harry Grant comes on for Smith Smith off the bench and then goes back onto in the front row somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, weird, but it's one to watch. He's not a buy for me. He's a hold, and he'll be great over this origin
0: period. But yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't pick him up now, but if you have him hold and then probably a sell at the end of the origin period, depending on how he gets named after that. But um, definitely a hold for now. And break even. Yeah, exactly. Um, anything else? I guess that's probably it that I've got from the Storm team. Cooper Johns is quite cheap, but he's not exactly averaging. Or scoring out of this world, I can think of a 39 with a try last week. He's probably averaging around the 30 mark, so not a lot of cash to be made there. And the rest of them, pretty much for muchness. Oh, Justin yeah. Olam actually, pretty pretty poor couple of scores from Olam. I think he had a two last round,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, he had right, a 22. very low score. Yeah. Um, 22. not a whole lot of ball was oh, 22. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it was the two week the before, round before he had a single yeah. digit score, yeah. yeah. Um uh, look means his price will come down. I think that they're getting, you know, used to setting something up with George Jennings and Raymond Smith and because they're actually starting to hit form um a lot like quite well, more of the ball's going to them rather than it all going to Ollam and Adokar. So, you know, he might come down a little bit in uh in price and score a bit, you know, he might might fluctuate a little bit. He might the odd big score here and there, but he might also be due for these twenty odd scores that most centers are, so
0: yeah, you'll notice that uh, Remus Smith and Justin Olin will never get forty plus, both of them. Um, it'll always be one of them going fifty plus, and the other one going less than t- less than twenty, less than thirty. So, uh, it'll it depending on which way it goes during the game. Um, will depend on who gets the big score for the Storm, I think. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, which is not what you want to hear from a, as a fantasy owner. <laughs> but that's nice. uh, it's kind of how the Storm play. Once they once they score a few points down one edge, they'll just keep battering you down that edge. So, yep. um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, anything else to touch on from these two teams?
1: No, nah, I reckon move on to um, this next game. which should be a good one.
0: Yeah, beauty. So we have the Knights and Para rounding off the Sunday afternoon games. Of there's only four games this week, so uh, yeah, <laughs> these guys will wrap it up. Um, from the Knights, uh, we have Hoy at fullback. So still no Kalen Ponga in the squad. Uh, but 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 Connor Watson holds his spot at five eight. With Kurt Mann still named at uh, 14, and Jake Clifford also in the reserves in that number 18 shirt, which is one to look out for. Uh, Jacob Saifidi takes over from his brother in the front row, and Suasasu takes over from David Klemmer, who has entered an early guilty plea for his careless high tackle, so he's going to be out for two weeks. Um, Brody Jones comes into the uh, Brody Jones comes in on an edge for Tyson Frizzell, and Lachlan Fitzgibbon retains his spot in the other edge role, and Mitch Barnett at lock. Um, Jack Johns comes onto the bench, and Simi Sasagi comes onto the bench as well. Uh, for the Para team, not too many changes here. Uh, Hayes Dunster comes in for Blake Ferguson, who has been just straight up dropped, it seems, so he's out of the squad. Um, Murata Kore comes in for Junior Paulo in the front row, and... But that is it really not too many changes there for Para take us through it Moon
1: yeah um, talk about his Knights team um, Texway could could be in a, a reasonable long stint in this um, in this Knights team as well Kanaponga just got ruled out of um, Origin 1 um, with his ongoing groin injury I was expected to be ruled out um, just read so you know depending on how the Knights and Queensland manage Ponger. Ponga, um, I do expect Texway to keep this um, number one jersey for a little while. Um, Bradman Best uh, didn't do heaps last week. He was managed pretty well by Morgan Harper, as, as I mentioned. Um, how good is he? Yeah, very, very <laughs> solid. He got a shout-out from me. Um, it was quite impressive. But, you know, he still smashed out of 38 or 39, Bradman Best. So that was that was good to see. Um. You know, that's without a try. So he's the sort of player, if he scores, he's going to score. If he scores a try, he's going to hit about six, 50 or 60 marks pretty comfortably. So um, am excited to see him um cross the line for a snag. Uh, other than that, Connor Watson in the starting squad is something we all love to see. Kurt Mann at 14, I kind of feel that he'd slot back into um, number six. Um, I mean, it's hard to keep Connor Watson out though, right? Um, and Jackie Clifford at 18, I don't really know. There could be some late shuffles. Um, you know, late shuffle here towards um, um yeah. three oh five on Sunday, so don't know what to take of that. Connor Watson still ain't like, keeping your team feet crossed and's got the big question mark around him, I say.
0: I reckon it's that's the biggest question here because I mean Connor Watson in that night's team played so well. He created so much for the team and that cutout ball across the face of um of Dan Safidi to Suasa Yeah. Beautiful pass out of dummy so, half so yeah. Um, like, how how do you put him out of this squad when he creates that much? We've been saying it for the last two, three months, how much he creates for this team when he's on the field, but um,
1: well, Tom's been saying it for two or three years. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> so
0: good. So, like, with Kurt Mann there, it can only spell danger for Braley or Watson, and for most people, they have both of those players in their team, so what, what do you, I guess, what do you expect the likely rotation to be?
1: Well, I don't know, like, see, Braley's going to be, well. I can imagine, someone I can imagine is going to be a popular captaincy option, right? Yeah. So um that's gonna put a big old question mark around that. Uh I I don't know where Kurt Mann plays. I, I you know I honestly think that Kurt Mann starts at six, Connor Watson comes out and starts off the bench and then comes on for Mitchell Barnett. Um that's that's what I expect. But look I'm that's also kind of what I'm hoping for. I hope Brady still plays eighty for You know everything's sake. Um, (laughs) Connor Watson gonna play. Yeah, Connor Watson's um um gonna play. He put him wherever doesn't matter. He's still good. So
0: yeah, he'll still score you forty five fifty no matter where. Whether he comes off the bench or starts in that five eight role, we're just hoping he starts because he's more likely to get um, a higher score. I'd say. Um and then there's also Jake Clifford who might come in and who knows what's gonna happen there if he comes in or yeah, you know, starts for Crossland or what, what they do there.
1: If Clifford comes into this squad as well, then it becomes a bit of a shitshow.
0: Um Yeah. Expect Crossland probably to drop out straight, right? If Clifford Yeah, I would've
1: thought so. If mm-hmm. Crossland sits on the bench in that fourteen, then I'm more worried about Jaden Bailey's role. Um but, but because um, Connor Watson's so versatile. He doesn't necessarily Mm -hmm. go into that nine jersey. Jadon Bray's been good. Uh, He's been leaning from the front. He's captain. Um, Yeah. More than
0: likely. Yeah, exactly. More than likely, I expect Jake Clifford to probably come in for Crossland and Kurt Mann to come in for Connor Watson and then Connor Watson to take up that 14 kind of role from the bench. Mm -hmm. That's the most likely scenario, I would say, um, for come game day. That makes the most sense, because Crossland's been good, but... I mean, he hasn't been blowing you away at halfback. He's kind of just been there.
1: Yeah, yeah I gave him a rap last week about his fifth tackle options. His kicking was excellent, um, to be fair. So I can't say that he's played poorly. Um, yeah, but exactly. he hasn't done a lot with the ball through the hands. Um, his, his kicking was, was good. So I don't know. I think once Mitchell Pearce comes into the squad, then you start worrying about Jaden Braley's minutes. Um, because then you have both Connor Watson, who has to fit in somewhere, uh, and Kurt Mann, who, you know, both can play... Anywhere, and Jake Clifford as well. So, you know, I don't know when, oh, when Mitch Pierce geez. comes back in, then you've got – you play Pierce and um, Mann, um, because they're probably two best halves. Um, in my opinion, they're the two be- – the best halves combination. And then Colin Watson to the bench, who comes on and plays Locke. Um, then what, Clifford and at 18? Clifford still. plays 18 or reserve grade or whatever. And yeah. then – Based uh, just to get him around the club as well. I think the the whole point of this season transfer was so did and Clifford can both get some experience in their clubs. Um, you know, not necessarily playing first grade, um, you know, did probably will with Clifford leaving. But um, you know, I think that Clifford just getting him around training with the boys, um, you know, learning from the experience head of Mitchell Pierce. Um, I think it's gonna be gonna be good for him. Um, just have six months sort of sitting watching training, you know. Yeah. Bit of this bit of that so I think that it's going to be a headache but you know that's probably enough on that house combination anyway
0: yep fair enough uh yeah. moving on to the Parramatta team with um not a a ton of changes obviously so Hayes Dunster's probably the biggest interest most interesting one I guess coming onto the wing as a basement price um winger um he will obviously play eighty, but I don't see how long he stays in this team. Like any other like cheap rookie winger, um, has the tendency to, you know, get a big game here and there, you know, score a forty, fifty, maybe once every three or four weeks, but then also has those games where he's just not going to get anything and, you know, mm-hmm. score you fifteen, twenty maybe points. So um I'd be very cautious of uh, Hayes Dunster and especially considering how Parabatta play where they shoot out of the blocks at the start of the season and then drop down that ramp towards the back end. Um, I'd be very worried about picking up him and even Blake Ferguson coming straight back into the squad could definitely happen next week, depending on their performance this week. So I'd hold off on Dunster. Okay. Outside of that Nia Corey into the front row, I guess replacing uh, junior Paulo is interesting. Most likely Paulo's is going to hold that spot in the team. So uh, if you have Nia Corey already, that's very good because he's a center and he's playing in the front row. Um, Ah, uh, He's a centre in fantasy and playing in the front row for Parramatta, so he's going to get a ton of points probably. He'll probably be scoring around the 45-50 mark, so a very handy centre option there. And I think if you have either Papaliti or Madison here, you're going to be pretty happy you've held on to them as well because they're going to go uh, quite well over this origin period with neither of them, or oh, Maddo, not getting selected. Um, outside of that, Moses has been a bit disappointing over the last couple of weeks. Oh, I forgot to mention Dylan Brown also comes back in this squad with Jacob Arthur dropping out. Um, so Moses um, might play better now with uh, with Dylan Brown. I didn't think Jacob Arthur played that bad, though, while he was in the squad. Um, he actually was quite a handy number six to have next to Moses doing all the kicking, but um, I think Dylan Brown runs the ball a bit stronger than Arthur does. So um, it'll be interesting to see if that affects Moses' points. Maybe he bounces back a bit, gets back to his normal scoring now that... Uh, now that Bags is in the team with him. So uh, one to look out for there, but um, I wouldn't say drop Moses or trade Moses out anytime soon. He's had a couple of rough games, but he should average around that 60 mark and over origin. Um, we've been touting him as the one to have. So yeah, keep him in your squad. Mm. But outside of that, do you have anything else to touch on? Moon?
1: No, it's about the same. Um, Red money. Playing number nineteen, I think, for um, Queensland with Harry Grant, um, he should be getting that number nine jersey and should be fit. So that's huge for um, Red Marnie owners um, having yeah. him this week. So that's a very big, um, you know, potential captaincy option, I guess, depending on what you see Will Smith um, doing. But yeah, makes things very interesting as well.
0: Yeah, I guess even with um, Will Smith on the bench, Marnie didn't really lose minutes when he came oh. on. Will Smith came on in that roving kind of half lock role. So you played like I,
1: five minutes max. Like yeah, as he came well. on for literally like a minute and a half. So
0: yeah, absolute liability there on the bench. There's no reason to have him some days. No. But I guess you are hanging out for that day that um, you know, Mahoney gets injured or Dylan Brown or Moses gets injured and then you need Will Smith. So um mm. I guess he's a pretty handy utility to have, can play pretty much anywhere along that spine. Yeah,
1: look, he could come in and take some minutes off Reid. Um, you know, again, that might just manage him. He's, if he's doing a bit, you know, training with Queensland and then coming back and playing games, and you know, it's all a bit yeah. intense for him. That might just he might play 60, 60 minutes or something mm-hmm. like that. But I don't know. Look, um, it could go either way. So don't quote me on that. Wouldn't it? Would not surprise me if Reid Money comes out and plays eighty still.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything else to touch on from these four games? I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think that that's up.
1: about it. I'm looking forward to seeing some, some good games here and to see some some youngsters step up.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see some high-scoring games with a lot of the, the regular first-graders out. should be a cracking weekend of footy. Um, now, we have some fan questions as well, um, especially over, I guess, this origin period and coming into the first round. It's going to be very uh, interesting. Uh, so the first question from Will is... Is Jaden Campbell a by Moon? Yeah. yeah. I like it. I think that's pretty safe. Mm-hmm. Um I mean he is a rookie and in coming into the game, but um he's pretty big by the look of him. Um and he should, you know, be able to hold his own at fullback. And I guess the main thing is that what they're playing against the Storm, so like you said, it might be a bit rough for him his first game, especially with the Storm still having a decent amount of players in their squad. So um I might You've be got a month worth his... of footy, so yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be too worried exactly. uh, Next question is from Craig: Who's the best captaincy option this week? Now that Clear is in the Blues team. Oh God! Oh, run um, us through um, your options, Moon. Um, look, <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is a big question, isn't it? Like, Clear has been set and forget. Um, exactly. So I don't know you could, you know, roll the dice and Jaden Brayley in his minutes, Reid Marnie in his minutes. For me, if I owned him, which I don't this week, which kinda of sucks, I would be throwing the the big captaincy option on Jerome Hughes. Against the Gold Coast, watching them defend last week. The storm it wouldn't surprise me if they put a million on him here. Um and Jerome Hughes is kinda of gonna do everything. So yeah, that's who my captaincy option of the round would be if um if I had to choose anyone. Otherwise look, there's a there's probably a handful of options here. Um you know, I'll let you.
0: Yeah. Look, uh, my big, big C option of the week is a very obvious Nico Hines. I think, <laughs> I think we're both looking at the storm here. Mm. I mean, Hines over the last four rounds, he's averaged in the seventies with um, two scores in the last two weeks, you know, a 90 and 101. Um, and even before that, he had a 70 and a 63 and he's doing the goal kicking for the storm as well. So um, he's in around the ball a lot. He basically does what Pappenhausen does, um, so, yeah, I think he's a pretty, pretty safe-ish option at as captain. Um, but watch me put the mocker on him here and him having a dud week.
1: Yeah, it's always a risk with a wing of fullback as captain. Um, I yeah. hate captaining wing of fullbacks. You know, everyone talks about with James Tedesco, and he's been great over the last few years. But I always felt funny just putting on a wing of fullback because they're not as consistent and could very well come out and get you a 20 and screw your week. So, um, yeah. it's a risk. It's it's a risk, but... um. I don't yeah. mind, I guess, as it comes with halves as well. So, you know, hypocritical, but yes. Anyway.
0: Yeah, but Nathan Lots Cleary, I mean, he's, he's Nathan Cleary. God. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Um, anyway, next question from Mark. Should you make all four trades this week to boost your score as much as possible? uh yeah, probably, I guess, um, I guess yeah, that's coming from like the fact that most people probably aren't playing seventeen, especially considering the last month everyone's had injuries, so most people are probably around the ten to twelve player mark, I'd say
1: if you're playing seventeen people this week, then that is unreal and <laughs> good for you, um yeah, and i and I feel for you for the next buy round, um now, look, if you have you know anywhere between ten and fourteen, I think that's okay, you know, fourteen probably being where where you'd love to be, um, uh, you know, around the 12 where you'd aim for. So look, I, I don't think I think if you have ten, it's not gonna be the end of the world because you can you might be able to make up some points in the um in the next buy round, but it all depends on sort of your trade situation. If you have like sixteen, I think, is the minimum, you can have maybe fourteen I think fourteen might be actually fourteen trades left and you make four this week and four in a few weeks' time. Um that brings you down to six trades. Um So you want to make sure that you have a pretty well set team um, and leave those six trades for injuries and whatnot that can happen in those last few rounds. So um it depends on the situation. Um For me, I'm not going to purely because I'm thinking about what happens afterwards and getting people in that I need to have for the run home. Um,
0: yeah. And I think that's that's the big thing, right? It's what you want your team to look like in the run home. Because you think about it, the the players you have this week, um, you'll have the opposite for the round seventeen by. So, um, if you have like four or five this round, God forbid, um, you'll have what twenty? Not twenty. You'll have um, the mathians
1: uh, for yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Twenty one. So what's that? Um, yeah.
0: How many? How many do you have this round anyway? Dane.
1: Um I have I think eight or nine I have to look again before trades have made any. So if I make yeah. all four, I'm sitting around thirteen ish. Um
0: yeah, I oh, haven't made any yet. So Yeah, so
1: I, I'm probably going to make three, I, I think. think. Um and my trade situation isn't great either. But <laughs> yeah, look, these are people who I'm very happy to have for this um you know, next month and potentially afterwards seeing, depending on how I look and, you know, if people are an origin and all that sort of jazz. So,
0: Yeah. And uh, I guess this chat kind of leads on to the last question from Andrew. Um, How many trades should I have for the run home, trying to plan my trades for the origin period so I have enough left for the rest of the season?
1: Yeah, God. So after round 17, you've made your trades there. 8 is ideal I think. Ooh, I 8 think 8 would be great. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'd say so. Um,
0: so I'm... how many rounds do you have I guess? So round 28, 26, 28 is the last round, 28. 28 rounds, isn't it like 26? 24. geez, how many me, rounds are there?
1: Let me have a look. Hang on.
0: Producer a... in the ear. Round 25, last round, there we go, right in the middle of it. Um so
1: how oh, 20 no round 20 is the last gender round. Oh, i'm looking at my draft league to be fair and then three <laughs> rounds of finals four rounds of finals at so 24
0: no it's round 25 is the last playing round of of classic
1: so it depends on how you oh yeah okay there you go 25 so, round.
0: so if you think the last buy round being around 17 most players coming back from origin <laughs> some being rested for round 18 um and then you're thinking round 19 to 25 so you've got Six games there, seven games, including mm-hmm. round nineteen. yeah, um, and you reckon a trade a game, a trade a week is enough. i I would dare say you need probably close to two or two a round.
1: No, look, I think that once you've made your round seventeen trades, you're trading in people who are keepers for the run home. Um so I, I would say eight is sufficient. Um, and to just leave that for injuries, maybe make two in round eighteen. and you know, hope that you have a happy team, uh, have a you know, team that you're happy with. Um,
0: yeah. I guess that's I don't want to risk.
1: be thinking with my team too much in the run home. I want to have all my guns in by like round 19, round 20. So that last five rounds, I literally don't have to touch my team. Yeah. Um, or if I do, I'm trying to make up some last minute um, overall, um, last, some last minute point of difference players that I can bring in um, just to boost my, my ranking a little bit over those last few rounds and hope that someone, you know, It's outrageous, you know. Bring in Billy Kickow and have him score like three hundred because he he puts a million tries on the dogs or something like that. I don't know. (laughs) That's sort of my thinking anyway. Yeah,
0: I reckon you got to look for you got to look out for um, injuries, which has always been the problem. But this year, especially suspensions, um, and you don't want players like especially if you're holding like a TPJ for that run home. You know, get cops a five week suspension. You're out of trades. that's a big no, no. So I think you've got to be maybe close to 10, um, closer to 10 rather than what'd you say? Six or seven, um, just in eight. So yeah, maybe a couple extra just for those extra, you know, suspensions, especially with refs being, um, being a bit harsher on the, on the penalties this uh, over the last few weeks. Yeah. I I'm very, I'm very worried and trying to play on the cautious side, but at the same time I've, I've kind of moved up a lot higher in rank than I thought I ever would this season. So I have no idea how to play it in this position.
1: <laughs> yeah. So last, last year when, um, I had a decent year, I didn't have to worry about origin in the middle, so I could just get my guns in early and let yeah. my team run. Um, and to the last few rounds, I think in that last round I brought in Cameron McKinnis and captained him when a lot of people hadn't and captained someone like Nathan Cleary, uh, yeah. and I jumped like 400 places. Um, where did you finish out of, last year, as well? Uh, of high six hundreds,
0: high six hundreds, nice.
1: Um, so I, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where you kind of got to have a bit of luck, I think, as well. Um, where you yeah. to players that you have just have an outstanding run home, and that's great. But so yeah, anyway, between eight and 10 I'll be fine.
0: Yeah, so I guess, so we're saying you would probably want for the buy rounds at least 10 to 12 players to be playing at least to hold your rank. Um, If you really need to climb ranks, uh, based on the last question, yeah, sure, make all four of your trades, but also make sure you have enough trades after round 17 for the run home. So you probably want around 8 to 10 trades um, after that point to cover for injuries, especially if you lose like a you know, a Tedesco or a Pappenhausen or a Cleary, you know, God forbid they break their leg or something and out for six rounds and you have no trades, that's 1.2 million on the sideline. <laughs> love that.
1: Go and say it. You just had
0: to go. <laughs> curse. Putting the curse on now. Oh, oh, better, Tom uh, would, uh, Burmo would love that. <laughs>
1: yeah, the pod, squad, squad. The pod squad's going to be in form the next few rounds with no oh, origin. Absolutely. He's got, I think... For all those who don't know, Tom's got a point of difference squad. He's, I think, he's tried to keep all his players under when he bought them. They were under five percent ownership. Um, yeah, that's and insane. so he's, got, you know, only a couple of original players, maybe.
0: Um, yeah, he stuck so Reese Walsh in like, there. Lucky.
1: Yeah, yeah, bought him when he was at. Oh, I know he didn't. I don't think he did.
0: I thought he did. I thought he said he did in the chat.
1: Oh, he might have. I don't know. He asked me about it. I said no. So he's come off the bench and.
0: Oh fair, we'll Pretty chat to him on the weekend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, buy, hold, sell. It's that time of the pod. What have you? What have you got for me, Moon?
1: My buys this week are, uh, if you don't already have them, are Nico Heinz and Tyron Peachy. I think they're big. Um, I'm going to say two, just because I know you don't. Not going to say either of them. Um, <laughs> I think they're going to be big over the next month or so. Um, yeah, very good options to have. And Peachy will be excellent for the run home. Nico Heinz will make it fast cash my hold is basically all the origin players. Um, I'd be, uh, unless you've got, you know, <laughs> 10 origin players in your team. Um, I think that you should be able to hold them all and keep them for the run home. And my cell kind of contradicts that, um, <laughs> in the sense that I think Kenneth Pong will be a cell just, you know, the last, uh, three weeks before he did his groin, he wasn't putting up massive numbers. <laughs> um, you know, I think he put up a score, maybe a forty, a score sixty, um, where he got all his points in the last ten minutes, and another score that wasn't outstanding. Um, where you'd be hoping for more of those points, those scores of sixty. He's gonna come, He's gonna play Origin, um, and who knows how he's gonna be managed after that, considering he's young and um, there's carrying injuries. So, I'd be pretty, con- and you know, assuming that he's not. You have other winged fullbacks and the likes of, you know, maybe a Latrell or a Turbo or a Dane Laurie or whatever, I think you can afford to sell Ponga and bring in someone like a Nico Hines. Um, or something along those lines anyway. So that's that's my sell.
0: Nice. Uh I'll chuck in my buys are uh, Jaden Campbell and Matt Burton. Uh pretty pretty straightforward, a you know, a cheapy which he'll, he'll play for the next four rounds, make you a bit of cash, and then Matt Burton, who will possibly be a keeper and make you about 150, 200K over the next few rounds with Cleary out. Um, I'm hoping anyway. Mm-hmm. And like I was going to say the exact same thing for a hold. I've literally written all your guns because you don't really <coughs> want to be selling them now, especially if you want them for the run home. So the likes of, you know, your Crichton, your Turbo, your Teddy, all those kind of players, you want to, want to hold on to them. And my sell, if you're still carrying someone like a, a Sam Walker or a Josh Curran, um, they're probably a sell this round just by the fact that they're they're not playing this round and they're, well, for Sam Walker, his break-even's going huge and Curran, he might come back into the squad next week, but who knows if it's going to be straight into the starting squad or off the bench or what his role is going to look like. So, um, yeah, he's probably a, a sell if you're still holding on to him as well. Beauty. Love your work. Think we've uh we've wrapped it up there for the for the buy round. Um
1: yeah. round yeah. thirteen. For once we didn't talk for an hour and a half.
0: We yeah, look, rest, uh, <laughs> I, I I struggled to be honest. Uh, I don't know how Bermo does it. I hate that I'm giving him a wrap right now, but geez, it's actually hard to read off the teams and the changes, especially when you're reading from NRL.com's notes. They're bloody terrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, credit to you, Tom.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Anyway, thanks for another week, Moon. We'll we'll talk uh at the end of round thirteen.
1: No dramas, mate. Looking forward to another weekend of footy.
0: Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. Look out for our Round 13 review come Monday.